Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of Let Beauty Guide You. And today I'm very excited to announce that we are going to be discussing Nia Fusion Fitness with Jennifer Hicks herself. She is a very well-known Nia teacher in Toronto, and I'm so delighted to have her today. So before I introduce the incredible Jen, I do want to give a little context on what Nia is. So NIA stands for Neuromuscular Integrative Action, and it's a holistic fusion fitness practice borrowing movements and sensibilities from the dance arts, martial arts, and healing arts. The class is done barefoot to a choreographed routine with heart pumping and soul-stirring music. NIA is also adaptable. You can adapt the movements to your mobility level and fitness needs. NIA classes are also welcoming of all skill levels, body types, and ages. So awesome. Welcome, Jen. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So Jennifer Hicks is a black belt NIA instructor, so the highest level of NIA instructor. She has taught NIA all over the world, and she is a big stand for body positivity and radical self-love. Jen has also worked with people who have eating disorders, body dysmorphia, brain trauma, and dementia. So right now, Jen teaches at Joy of Dance, Redwood Theater, and Heart House in Toronto. Yes, and I also teach for the Alzheimer's Society of Toronto, as well as the Dotsa Batove Wellness Academy, which is a program run through UHN, the University Health Network. Amazing. Awesome. And the Redwood Theater is where you teach the gentle seated Nita. Nia, which is the accessible space, correct? That's right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for joining us. You are a true inspiration. Um, On top of all that you do, I know that you have recently um, choreographed a Lizzo routine. I did. That was (laughs) such a blast. So much fun. I'm glad you had fun. Yeah, I'm sorry I couldn't make that class. But um, yeah, thank you for being with us. And I'm so excited to talk about Nia today because I am also a Nia teacher And, um, yeah, I'm just excited to share our experiences. So Mm -hmm. can you share with us your story and how you found Nia? And maybe you could say a little bit how you became a Nia teacher and kind of what motivates you to continue teaching Nia. Absolutely. Um, I discovered Nia in my late 20s. I was introduced to it through um, a small business that I was working for. I also have a private practice as a speech language pathologist and was working for a rehab company. And as a team building outing, we went and took a Nia class. Um, And it was a very eye-opening experience. It was um, interesting because it was the first time I had been asked to take off my shoes in a fitness experience. And it was also the first time that I had been asked to choose movements that felt good in my body. And at that point in my life, my um, relationship with exercise was more about harder, faster, better, stronger. So initially, I didn't quite understand the philosophy of Nia, but something about it kept me coming back. Something about it um, enticed me to uh, enroll for a class in my neighborhood. 
Um, and it turned into something that I looked forward to every week as a place where I could really be kind to my body. Um, and in terms of how I became a Nia teacher, that's a very long <laughs> story. Um, and to, I guess, to summarize, in my early 30s, I developed um, quite a significant amount of anxiety. Um, my father-in-law was quite ill. And um, to deal with that, I found myself exercising a lot. Um, the exercise eventually took over and uh, consumed a big portion of my life and resulted in a diagnosis of anorexia. At the time, um, I was using exercise and food as a way to control the anxiety. Um, so fast forward to a few years of hell, living with um, an eating disorder and an exercise addiction. And Nia was always in the background during that time. I took some time off work to help um, with my recovery. And during that time, I was still sort of battling the exercise addiction and the anorexia. And the white belt training, the first level of training of Nia came onto my radar. And to be honest, when I enrolled in that training, my disordered brain um, thought that I could use uh, becoming a Nia teacher as a way to hang on to my addictions. Um, but that's not really what was in store for me. Um, the universe is very, very clever. <laughs> and Nia was um, asked more of me, asked me to sense and feel, asked me to really reflect on um, you know, many different parts of my life and was a major, major part of my healing and recovery. And so um, it's continued for the last 14 years to be a, a vital part of my life. It's part of my wellness plan in addition to other mental health strategies that I have. Um, it's really what keeps me stable and brings so much joy into my life. Amazing. So yeah, I just want to take a second to acknowledge that you really shared there and thank you so much for that level of sharing. I know it takes really a lot of vulnerability and courage and that's the kind of level of sharing that really makes a difference for a lot of people. So thank you for sharing that. And I know My a lot pleasure. of people who find Nia find similar benefits. So mm -hmm. thank you. And just to give our listeners a little more context, can you share with us how a typical Nia class goes? What does it look like? Sure. Well, um, as I said previously, it's a barefoot movement experience. Um, so that makes it quite unique. Um, when people come to a class, I think they'll find that it has a very warm, open, inviting feel to it. Um, we move together as a group. We share the experience together. Um, for the most part, we're standing, we're on our feet. And um, if, if someone was to look into a class, they would think they were looking at a dance class. Um, but there's so much more to it than that. We have um, the 
typical class format is a seven cycle format. So what makes Nia really stand out is that it's an intentional, conscious movement practice. And by that, um, because of that, we at the beginning of class, we set a focus and our focus helps us to direct our attention to maybe a particular part of the body or maybe a movement form or a quality of movement. Um, and then we also set an intent, which is something that we hope will be an, a desired outcome. And we do this, we set the focus and the intent to enhance the physical experience in class and also for us to develop a greater sense of body awareness. So, for example, our focus could be the base of the body and our intent or our desired outcome could be to build greater stability. So that's our first cycle. Secondly, we step in. So we physically step in to leave distractions behind. And that's followed by a warm-up, which gives us um, a nice um, building of energy flow through our 13 major joints. It gets our lungs working, our heart pumping. Um, and then following the warm-up, we get into a get-moving cycle. So that's where we see a little bit more energy happening. We energize the moves. We increase our range of motion. We get some speed of movement, um, intensity, which, which helps us condition our heart and lungs and our muscles and joints. And we also um, invite personalization. So the movements, although um, are given by the teacher to the student, the invitation is always that those movements will be personalized. After get moving, we go through a cool down phase where we reduce the intensity of the movement, we slow down the speed, we cool down the nervous system, the cardiovascular system. We, we're, we're looking to create balance and harmony in the entire body. Then the best, in my opinion, part <laughs> is when we, um, we go to the floor. So we call this floor play, F-L-O-O-R, not F-O-R-E play, <laughs> floor play. Uh, yeah, good so, distinction. <laughs> yeah. So we get down to the ground and we literally play. Um, we take advantage of the heat and pliability generated by our previous movements and we stretch and we open our joints more fully and we experience new sensations um, just by being on the floor and letting our bodies experience. Finally, um, as, as I mentioned, Nia is an intentional movement practice, so we physically step out of the practice, which helps us transition into our next activity with awareness. And this is what symbolizes the end of a class. Yeah, great. Thank you so much for walking through that with such great detail. Um, yeah, I love one of my favorite parts about Nia yeah, is the concept of the body's way. And as a teacher, kind of what that looks like is even saying things like, okay, you can take this at level one or level two or level three, definitely your intensity level and whatever feels comfortable for you, right? My body is different from your body and we're all gonna, we have kind of like a blueprint for the choreography, but you know, there's always uh, room for interpreting what is best for your body. 
Um, great, thank you. Mm-hmm. And what kind of benefits should people expect to receive from a NIA class? Well, I think, you know, it's interesting. I think people initially come for the fitness and they leave with so much more. Um, what is really unique about NIA is that we're not only addressing um, the fitness of the body, but we're also addressing the fitness of the mind, the emotions, and the spirit. So it's really a whole being experience. Um, I have found that um, one of the main benefits is that Nia really increases the pleasure of living in your body. Um, not only are you strengthening your muscles and doing all those physical, those good physical things like improving your endurance, but you're also engaging your imagination, you're calming your mind, um, you're getting in touch with emotions and helping them move through your body. Um, and you're also experiencing, and uh, personally I experienced, um, so much more grace and ease in my movements. Um, I think before Nia, I was really quite rigid, quite linear, quite... Um, sort of masculine in energy and my whole being has shifted um, not just the way my body moves and people think will ask me if I'm a trained dancer and it's absolutely I I I was the kid who failed uh, swimming lessons and <laughs> got demoted from baseball to t-ball. And so I didn't take a dance lesson in my life um, before before Nia. So it really invites this gracefulness, this um, really getting in touch with with who you are as a person and your movement potential. Absolutely. And I would say I have a diff- uh, a similar experience with Nia where it's like, I'm so used to this like pragmatic mindset. I have like a very academic background and it's like, okay, prepare, 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 like be perfect, be perfect, be perfect. And then Nia was really an opening for me to experience um, kind of what we talk about Nia in yin energy, like flow and letting things just be and you know, things don't have to be so perfect. And then inside of that, there's like so much comfort and pleasure and ease. And that's kind of one the thing that I got, out of, or one of the many things that I've gotten out of Nia is kind of learning to relax and let go a little bit. Absolutely. Perfectionism is uh, something that Nia has really helped me out, out of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think perfectionism is like an epidemic that... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are dealing with, right? So yes. amazing. So in Nia, we talk about the practice being a fusion of the dance arts, martial arts, and healing arts. And, um, you know, as part of the healing triangle, all that goes into it is there's the Alexander technique, which deals with postural alignment, and then the sensation science of Feldenkrais, and then also yoga, right? Um, but when we talk about healing... In Nia, why do you think some people describe it as therapeutic and healing? What what is kind of like what does that look like? Well, I I really feel that a lot of the healing comes from the focus on sensation and awareness. So 
Uh, prior to Nia, I don't know about you, but I lived from, you know, my shoulders up. I had a head and a body that was connected, but I wasn't really aware of it. Um, I wasn't aware um, that my body was constantly giving me messages um, about what it needed, and I didn't know how to respond to those messages. Um, so I really think that the, the focus on listening to and responding to the messages of our body is really, it's quite um, profound and it has a lot of impact in terms of making movement choices that create pleasure as opposed to suffering through pain. Absolutely. Yeah, we say in Nia, if it feels good, you keep doing it and if it doesn't, you stop. We're the opposite of no pain, no gain. Instead, our focus is all pleasure and no pain. Yeah, pleasure first and choosing from love and joy and yeah, that's, feeling good. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, uh, similarly, like you were saying, one of the things that I find healing about Nia is I think I was similar to you in that before Nia, I was very much like, I have a head and it was kind of like focused on intellect, intellect, intellect. And yeah, I danced and I did all this fitness before, but the connection between my body, my intuition, and even making choices out there in life has enhanced. So it's like by deepening my listening of my body, I'm also able to deepen my listening of like, am I making choices that are in alignment with who I want to be and who I want to be becoming and, and all of that stuff. So it's, it's kind of that deeper level of awareness that yeah, has for arrived. sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, maybe more holistically, or if you, if you care to talk about personally, what has your relationship been to healing for Nia? Yeah, I mean, I could tell you on many different levels the kinds of healing that I've experienced. The most, um, you know, physically related. When I started Nia, I had uh, really, really bad plantar fasciitis. So I experienced a lot of foot pain, particularly in the mornings, particularly in my heels. And um, I noticed that with um, some of the Nia foot techniques, um, when I really pay started paying attention to my feet and how I was using them, I, I healed my plantar fasciitis. I no longer experienced that. And um, I'm just really, really aware. It, it's like I didn't know how to use my body wow. <laughs> before Nia. And um, one of the interesting things that appeals to my intellect is that we talk about the body's way, which is how the body is the body is designed to be moved a certain way and um we often don't do that causing great imbalances and i think that's where the plantar fasciitis came from from all the running and other exercise i did i was mainly using the balls of my feet and creating muscular imbalances elsewhere um and that that sort of um, proper use of my feet that I learned from Nia has also helped heal my knees. So um, if you have foot problems, likely you're going to have knee problems, which I did. And uh, just by really learning certain foot techniques um, that we go through in Nia, I have recovered. It's really fascinating. It's really fascinating. Um, 
I think in terms of my mental and emotional well-being, as I explained earlier, um, I helped myself heal from the exercise addiction and anorexia. I also um, learned more about my emotional well-being and not to label emotions as good or bad, but just to experience them and let them move through my body. That's been very, very restorative for me. Um, and then this is interesting. Nia introduced me to the word spirit in an entirely different way than I had ever experienced prior to that. I was raised in a church, and so spirit was always um, a religious kind of concept. Um, but when I was introduced to the, my spirit, my spiritual being, um, the way Nia frames it um, is that your spirit is what makes you unique. It's what's unique about you. And um, just learning that and being taught to embrace that has allowed me to be freer in who I am and my choices to not be so worried about what other people are thinking um, and just to be really authentic and true to myself. Yeah, that's so well put. Um, yeah, the concept of I, no one can see this, but as Jen was <laughs> was speaking, I was I was just like nodding my head yes because before I I had never really grown up inside of a spiritual conversation, and to me, the word before spirit was kind of triggering and it just like brought up all these associations of like religion I was like I didn't really know anything about it right and then yeah in Nia it's the concept of your spirit is your unique self and then inside of that celebrating your unique self which is like all part of the package of loving your body and loving your life and who you are and celebrating your uniqueness which is lovely and healing. And I also want to talk about the post Nia glow, which is we say we yeah. don't we don't sweat, we sparkle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I sweat. I I'm not gonna lie, and I absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah. No, sweating is good. Sweating is, sweating is healthy. <laughs> okay, awesome. Um so you worked with a variety of individuals, including people with eating disorders, body dysmorphia brain trauma, and memory issues such as dementia. So how does Nia help these individuals? So, you know, it's very interesting. In Nia, we, our very first principle is the joy of movement. And it's not the joy of exercise. It's not the joy of running. It's, not, it's the joy of movement. It's the joy of living and being in a body. And particularly for people with eating disorders, um, the word exercise can bring up so much and um, can be associated with changing one's body. So um, it's really an interesting reframe for people to think about doing something that's good for their bodies, moving their bodies in healthy ways without the outcome being dr weight loss driven. Um, so that's a really helpful reframe. In terms of folks who have uh, neurological issues, maybe dementia or brain trauma or, or 
that kind of thing, it really um, helps to engage their imagination. So we use a lot of mental imagery um, and that can really help with uh, attention, um, paying attention, being in the present moment, um, you know, for example, flicking water off of your fingers or um, tickling a baby, those kinds of images to help people stay present to the experience. And then there's the music piece, which is so, so, so important. Um, we, we talk about uh, music, movement and magic and music being the first element of that. Um, because particularly in people with memory loss, music can stimulate memories. And then that uh, has the positive effect of bringing people into um, happy times and really um, engaging them in, in terms of sharing memories and so on. Um, I also think that really in certain populations that just the act of being together, um, promoting the connection, moving in unison, um, actually, and the research shows that moving in unison increases social bonding and can have um, an impact on loneliness. So um, there's, there's just so many physical and other benefits um, that can help people of all walks. Absolutely. And I especially what, love what you said about, um, you know, movement as the joy of movement and there not being like an outcome or an end game with it. And then on top of that, like I remember in the white belt, the first level of Mia training, we really talked about life as art. So we're in the joy of movement and life is art and we're here to just create with our movements. So it just totally reframes what it is that we're up to in our bodies, right? Which can be very healing. So thank you. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so if NIA were more prevalent and say NIA teachers were hired in schools, what do you think the impact of that would be? Wow. Well, firstly, I think we need a new government to do that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't make it no, political. <laughs> please, please do. Please do, yes. Um, well, you know, uh, growing up, the only kinds of movement experiences I had were competitive movement experiences. So um, sports, you know, I, the, the goal was to win. Someone won, someone lost. The goal was to, to um, be a, you know, air quotes, star athlete. Um, and that was something I was never good at. Um, I didn't have the, the physical, you know, skill. And um, so I think if we were to have a more holistic movement practice in schools like NIA, we would be teaching kids about non-competitive um, and cooperative um, movement that not only, you know, um, is something that can be shared as a group, but also can teach kids how to respect their their bodies, to respect how their bodies move uniquely. Um, and then also this the the whole idea of our focus on pleasure, um, that really um, expands to life in terms of making healthy choices. So um, if kids were able to learn through their bodies um, how to make choices that served them and that came from a place of love versus a place of fear, I think we'd have a whole 
you know, different generation of, of children, children out there growing up, you know, and being better at skills like self-regulation and just making choices um, that really are, are for the best. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, amazing. So I always like to say that I teach Nia, but Nia is my teacher. <laughs> so what's one of the most profound lessons you've learned from Nia? Well, we've talked a little bit about the body's way. So the design of the body and how we use that design to um, move to respect its design. And then we also have a concept called my body's way. And I think that's been one of the most profound lessons for me. So my body's way is I take what I know about how the body is intended to move. And um, I say, I look at my own body and say, okay, so here's where I'm at. Um, and I can respect my own movement as long as I'm not hurting myself. Um, I can move towards the design of how the body is meant to move. Um, but in the meantime, I respect my own body, the way it moves, the way it looks, the way it feels, the way um, I live my life. There's um, an overarching um, appreciation for that. And I think that that's growing up, you know, in a body um, that wasn't, uh, let's say, mainstream, um, you know, it, uh, my focus was always on what I should change about it versus what I, you know, what I should accept and love and appreciate about it. And that's what I've learned from Nia. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. And I think, um, for myself, just kind of, uh, adding to what I had said before, it's like, well, we talk about Nia as not just a fitness class, but it's a lifestyle, right? And it, it's so hard for, you know, to not take Nia out into your life and apply what you're learning about your body and non-judgment and honoring yourself and not bring it out to all other areas of your life. So yeah, it's, it's really been a life enhancer for sure, for sure. So one of the most beautiful things about Nia, I think, is it becomes more than a class, it becomes a community. And we see that all over the world. Um, so why is it that Nia classes become community hubs, maybe more so than other quote unquote regular fitness classes? And why do you think Nia has this effect on people? Well, I think Nia really attracts like-minded people um, who maybe at a point in their life where they need something different. They have done the traditional fitness route. They have had experiences raising families, um, you know, working um, jobs and, and really not putting themselves first. And I think that these people like come together for a fitness experience, but then they realize that there's something more to it and they share um, this idea of using their bodies to become the best versions of themselves, you know, learning through movement how um, to to uh, become overall really better people. And I think there's something also very subtle that's going on in terms of what's happening in a, in a NIA class. Um, 
in that our bodies are really, really wise. And no one really ever tells us that, but Nia kind of awakens that in us and um, brings up a lot of our histories. Um, and then there's all this healing that's going on through the movement that's either that's that can be very subtle or it can be very overt. And I think people um, are attracted to that and then form connections on the basis of that very personal experience. Yeah, I think there's like a, a level of authenticity that happens in the class. It kind of like, it calls up that authenticity. And then inside of that, there's just like community and support. And there's the recognition that everyone's just kind of on this journey. And it's just really nice. Like people hug and they're getting to know each other. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really beautiful. This shared um, concept of the joy of movement is very, it's very unique. It's, it's something that other communities, you know, there's not necessarily that focus there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So as we know, this podcast is called Let Beauty Guide You. So I know I'm, put, I'm a little bit putting you on the spot here, but what are three ways you let beauty guide you in life? Beautiful question. <laughs> um, so um, recently I've been reminded of the concept of beginner's mind. So the idea that, um, we can choose to see things and approach experiences with sort of a blank slate, without judgment, without stories, without preconceptions. And to some degree, I've practiced that, um, for a long, long time, actually, since I became ill, um, with anorexia, but I, I think what I have consciously, um, chosen for myself is that rather than go to judgment and criticism, which is my default, um, that I really ha make an effort to choose to see the beauty and goodness in everything and everyone. Um, and that is a practice because as I said, um, I, grew up with kind of a cynical kind of mindset, but I, I really think that helps me to, um, to, to just see things from a more, um, beautiful lens. I also really enjoy, um, I enjoy art making. I don't do it as often as I, I might like, but, um, I have, I really like collage making and I have scraps of paper everywhere and anywhere <laughs> around my house. <laughs> and um, I really find that to be very inspiring just to create something out of nothing that uh, that really informs, um, you know, my mindset, my my sense of well-being. Um, and then honestly, this is. Um, kind of an interesting response, but um, I see a lot of beauty and I, con I consciously curate my Instagram feed so that I see beauty in it. Mm. Um, I am 
constantly looking for people, pioneers in, in body positivity, fat acceptance, body neutrality. And I fill my feed with images of those people. And um, really that just supports me in feeling that I can be as beautiful as as they are and and just be inspired by people living their truest selves. Yeah, like being conscious of what you invite in your space and inviting that inspiration and that that love and beauty around you. Absolutely. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, last but not least, so if our listeners want to take a class with you, how can they find you in your class? And maybe for those folks who aren't in Toronto, how do they find a class near them? Sure. So you can find me most easily on my website. So that's jenhicks.ca, J-E-N-N-H-I-C-K-S dot C-A. You'll find connections to my socials there as well. And then if you're not in the Toronto area, um, you can take a look at the NIA International website, which is niaNow.com, N-I-A. N-O-W.com. And there you'll find um, a feature called find a class or find a teacher. And you can, it's as simple as entering your postal code or your zip code and finding someone in your area. Absolutely. And that's how you get access to the magic of Nia. Uh, so Jen, thank you so, 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 so much for being on Let Beauty Guide You. I really appreciate you having me. I really honor you for your really thoughtful, in-depth sharing. I know it took something for you to be on the show. And honestly, it's been such a pleasure. And I know you did it to be of service and share Nia. So thank you for being that kind of human. Thank you so much. Yeah. Have a great day. You too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, everyone, for listening to episode three of Let Beauty Guide You. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to episode three of Let Beauty Guide You with your host, Chelsea Keen. And if you liked what you heard today, please don't forget to rate and review this podcast so I can bring more content to you. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Bye.